0: Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to p- pray and then get started. Uh, God, I ask that you would bless this message, that you would uh, give me clarity of mind to uh, to give this word today. Um, I ask that you would bless us as we go about our day and as we uh, celebrate your birth. In your name, amen. So in the days leading up to today, I was like, uh, I need to talk about something Christmassy because there's only, like, you know, so many times a year where we can talk about Christmassy things. And uh, I would like I debated, like, six different options for where I could go with this. I was like, let's talk about, like, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Let's talk about, like, I went, like, everywhere. Um, so hopefully this is not everywhere and just in one spot. So um, last week, the other thing that I was really struggling with is, like, trying to top, like what Kyle Rogers talked about last week, because that was super fascinating that we, like, talked about doesn't matter whether Mary was a virgin. I'm like, wh- what am I going to talk about? Like, were there only three wise men? Like, I don't know. I didn't know where I was going to go with that. So um, I'm reading his book right now, and it's uh, we're reading it as a book club, so I recommend you get a copy. It's actually super readable. It's pretty quick. Like, it's not. it doesn't take a long time to read. Um, but one of the things he talked about in there really stuck with me and I wanted to talk about it. So it's not actually about the virgin birth, but it's it's more about miracles. Like, what are miracles and how do we define a miracle? Uh, because, you know, in his book he talks a lot about how the virgin birth could be a miracle, but also how if she's not a virgin, the birth of Jesus could still be a miracle. So I've been processing that. So let's, I'll just do like a brief retelling of the events leading up to Jesus' birth, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, So when Jesus is born, uh, Israel was under Roman rule, and they have not been a nation unto themselves for, like, over 500 years. So they've been uh, kind of either captive or in exile through this whole time. And uh, leading up to that, there was all these prophets that said, there's going to be a Messiah who comes, and he's going to fix everything, and the idea, really the big thing, was not even i don 't think the focus was on he's saving our souls. It was more so we're being we're being saved from this <laughs> we're being saved from this exile, so people were looking for like a ruler, like a king, like a political figure and at the time of jesus' birth and his life, and after his death, there were a lot of what we call, uh, the sign prophets. So they were, there were lots of people out in the desert saying, I am the Messiah. Like it wasn't like, Jesus is not the only one that did that. Like there was, there was a whole group of people and they were called the sign prophets because each of them had like a sign that they performed that showed they were, they were the one from God. Um, which is interesting later when, Jesus has asked multiple times, give us a sign, give us a sign, give us a sign. And he never does because he's not about putting on a show to show that he's God. He's about showing up in an unexpected way. Um, So that's the time period that Jesus is born into. So everyone's looking for a Messiah. Everyone's expecting a ruler. And uh, instead what they get is like a crying baby in a barn. Like (laughs) it's the opposite of what everyone was expecting to happen. And, even in his life at ministry, there's so many times where like they expected him to do something, and he did the exact opposite of what they expected, and that's kind of what Kyle Roberts was talking about a little bit in his book. Is miracles are very often things that are unexpected. It's not. It's a turn of. It's a turn of events that uh, was hoped for but not expected, and it changes the course of of things. So he gives a really good example of like. Um, miracles can be you know things where it 's completely uh, like scientifically we don 't know how to explain it, or it could be things like we thought we weren 't going to have enough money to make the you know to make ends meet, and like a envelope with two hundred dollars shows up you know what I mean? like things like that, so he talks about how uh, what it is is it 's something unexpected, something that we didn 't think we needed, but we actually did, or we thought we needed, but we didn 't know how it was going to happen and uh, that kind of shapes all of Jesus's life. He does these things where they think he's going to be like this great big political leader, but in fact he shows up in the most humble ways. And even when they, even when they know he's the son of God, he's like, I'm going to wash everyone's feet. He does like the lowest of the low, the least unexpected. They think he's going to be this like religious ruler and be like buddies with all the Pharisees. But instead he's like, I'm actually going to be friends with all these people that are scorned by society so he does all these unexpected things. Rides on a donkey instead of a horse. Like, all of it. Um, so as I was thinking about miracles and the unexpected, I had to think about miracles in my own life and how I've defined them. Uh, for most of you have probably heard this story, but uh, I'll share it again because it's, uh, I would say, pretty defining in my faith journey. Um, when i was I must have been like nine years old or so, and my dad was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and um, he was diagnosed with a rapidly progressing form of the disease so in over the course of uh, about two and a half years, he went from being like a fully capable adult to a man who couldn 't feel the left side of his body like he was he was like in a scooter. Like, so he wasn't in a wheelchair, but he was basically in a wheelchair. He couldn't do anything without help. And, um, my parents really firmly believed that there was going to be a miracle from God and that he was going to be, uh, like dramatically healed. And at the time, I mean, I was, I was like nine, so I didn't <laughs> like, I didn't really know what was going on or understand what was happening. But, uh, when I was 11 years old, we went to, Uh, church one morning, and they had been praying for two years that he would be healed. They believed that, you know, if God did miracles in the Bible, he could do miracles today, and and they went to the morning service, and afterwards, my dad was really tired, and they usually are really tired, but the pastor that morning was like, you guys should come back for the night service, which, P.S., we should start doing night services, and uh, he said, you should come back for the night service because I, I I believe something big is going to happen. And uh, my parents talked about it, and they're like, well, my dad normally can do, like, one thing a day because it would tire him off so much. But they're like, well, maybe we should go. And they went that night, and um, that night changed everything because he was miraculously healed. Like, his... I don't... It's so weird to process now as an adult because I was 11 and I was like, I don't really know what's happening. And even to try and process it scientifically is super confusing to me because what I know is that my dad was in a scooter and was shaking and, and couldn't do anything. And then we were at church and he was running up and down the stairs in front of people. And I was like... It, it, was, it was weird. It was super weird. And uh, obviously a miracle... Um, And I remember, I remember, that's what I remember seeing is everyone praying for him and then him running up and down, like, the stairs by, by the, like, balcony. And then he disappeared after he got to the top of them. And my mom, like, thought he fell. And, like, we were like, what is, like, what is happening? And it's so funny to hear my dad tell the story because he um, When he tells the story, he was praying at the altar, and God told him to raise his hands, which if he were to do, he'd fall over because he didn't have any stability, and he did. And then he was like, oh, I'm healed. And then he started, like, he was so happy, he started running up and down, like, the stairs on the side. And then he was like, maybe I'm making too much of a show of this. So then he, like, stopped going up and down the stairs. But we thought he, like, passed out up there. We had no idea, like, what was happening. So it was this, it's, it's really funny to hear it from, like, my whole family, like, we have different perspectives on it. Um, but what I remember is thinking, uh, like, a real-life Bible miracle happened. Like, something that, like, should not have happened happened. Something unexpected that changed the course of my family's history occurred. And that was, that was uh, like, 20 years ago. And uh, he has no, he bears absolutely no signs that he had the disease. And it's really weird because that's not how the disease works. So, like, doctors are, like, they don't know how to explain it. There's literally, scientifically, we don't get it. Like, and what I've tried to process as an adult is, um, what if it was literally just a a natural part of the disease's course, and it's not, and he's in, like, remission, and it could come back. Like, so I have to, like, struggle with this idea of, if things are not how I thought they were going to be, am I going to think that God is less good? Like, if he's somehow, 20 years later, like, the disease rears its ugly head again or something. Like, is that going to change how I perceive God? Now, granted, I was 11, so at that time, I was processing none of that. I was just happy to have my dad back. Um, and I distinctly remember sitting in the hallway the night that it happened, because my dad was supposed to be taking... Um, he had, like, 20 pills he was supposed to take every day. And I remember him talking with my mom in the hallway, and they called all the families, and they called the nurse, and they are were like, we're, he's healed, we're not taking medications anymore. And I could hear the nurse on the line being like, whoa, 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 you need to still take the pills. And he was like, no, I'm healed. And then, like, walked with the phone and, like, set it on the bathroom counter and started, like, dumping the pills in the toilet. And uh, I just remember being – like, and I don't think my parents know that I even saw all this. Like, I was, like, hiding in the hallway. And, uh, like, nothing ever went – it never went back. Like, nothing changed after that. Like, it was – he just was better. It, it, it really, I have no explanation for it. And that is, um, for me, a miracle that I've been processing my whole life because science can't explain it. It's, a, it's an unexpected turn of events that changed the course of a family. But it's also really hard for me to process because if God did that for my family, why doesn't he do it for other families? or what like how does that work? How does that whole thing play out? So at the same time that this is occurring, uh my grandfather uh was uh was very ill with cancer and uh, I remember as a family we kept praying, you know, why don't you heal him the same way that you healed my dad? And that was like a thing we prayed for years because this my dad was healed in like 96 um and we prayed for my grandpa for four years until he ultimately died in uh, 2000. And I remember being so confused and angry because if God could miraculously heal my dad and he could be better, like why couldn't my grandpa have the exact same thing? And as I've processed it, I think that miracles can occur in supernatural crazy ways like what happened with my dad but I also think they can occur in like normal scientific processes you know I mean like the fact that my grandfather died like it's it's sounds grotesque to label it a miracle but he's not like suffering anymore so like I had to I've had to realize that there are miracles that occur that are normal parts of life that whether expected or unexpected, can be good, even if they hurt, even if they're bad, even if they're painful. Um, It's so easy to label miracles like the birth of a savior or a man being healed from a disease as miracles. It's really easy. It's not hard to be like, that's unexpected and amazing. But when life takes us on courses that are kind of to be expected... There's still like some miraculous things that happen in that process um, uh, This is going to be easier for me to share because Shelly's not in the room, but um, her uh, her mom passed away uh, a little over a month ago, and uh, that was a really hard thing to see happen because she was she was ill for a very long time and I would not want to label it a miracle because that sounds really harsh, but she's not in pain. And it's, it's hard to go into uh, um, the Christmas season when people are grieving. And I know my family is not the only family that has experienced loss in the last year. Or, you know, it's... Um, but I think, I guess what I'm trying to evaluate and consider this year is... Uh, Celebrating ordinary miracles, even if they're as mundane or horrible as death. Um, Trying to see uh, God's goodness working in things that feel horrible. Like, things that feel shitty can still be good. Um, So, uh, I'll say it again. A miracle can be something that is unexpected, that... um, That can cause good in someone's life, but it can also be something unexpected that in the moment causes pain, but when evaluated in the whole picture can be used for a good thing. Um, That's really all I have. I'm going to close the prayer. Uh, God, I ask that you would continue to uh, bless us as we go about our day and that you would... Uh, help us to celebrate the miracle that was um, was you coming to earth and sacrificing yourself for us. But I, I also ask that you would help us to see uh, all the little miracles that occur within our family this Christmas season or that have occurred over the years, that we would be able to celebrate um, the things that appear miraculous and the things that shouldn't be a miracle but could be seen as one. In your name, amen.